This is DWZ Podcast here with J-Rod here, the leader of WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So let's begin with some interesting content here for all of you guys to find out what's going on. As you know, recently, Josh Alexander is most likely now a free agent, but that's not the worst thing that happened. Now, some of you probably wondering what was going on in Impact Wrestling when he was asked to go home. Well, his contract was already up, but however, around the same time that this was happening, his work visa was also expired. Now, those who've been fully aware and those who don't, uh, you guys should be aware that Josh Alexander, he is not a, an American citizen. He is a Canadian citizen, and you know, for those who are working from Canada to come to the States have to have a work visa. And turned out around the same time as his contract with Impact Wrestling expired, um, his work visa as well. Turns out for the month that he had to cancel two appearances, one of them being a Terminus, the second event that it was already been announced for later on this month. I'm excited for that one to watch, but apparently uh, that wasn't the only one. But hopefully uh, down the line, Josh Alexander can, um, how do I say this, can resolve this, try to take care of his work visa. I know many f wrestling promotions would like to have him back, or especially Impact if that's the case, because you know how that is. They have to have a work visa, you know, the work. we already seen that with um, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. They're both uh, Canadian. Uh, who else have I seen it? Uh, Taylor Wilde. Uh, Jody Threat, many others, but um, I know this is going to be a little difficult for all the Josh Alexander fans, but there, those are speculating that maybe Josh Alexander could be heading somewhere else, like AEW, if you guys remember, Brandy Rhodes brought up a reference to him during a segment, but uh, we don't know for sure if that's the case, so we'll keep a price about Josh Alexander, what's been going on, so hopefully things will can be resolved. Now, uh, let's talk about some interesting things that took place. As you know, m more information about Cody has been risen. Uh, it turns out that Cody wanted more money. Uh, the, the same amount of money that, uh, what's his name, that CM Punk and Brian Danielson have. Now, you probably ask yourselves, how much money do they have? Keep in mind, these two are two big superstars lo long before AEW existed. Like, they, they're like... Big time names. That's the reason the whole thing happened. But that that's one of the reasons. Now, keep in mind also another factor that was being played out about Cody was in fact that um, if you guys been aware, uh, been fully aware about Cody's life, um, he is just like his dad. He is a booker, just like him. Uh, basically, he he was trying to live up to the the name and family genes of his father, Dusty Rhodes, who. If you guys remember, his dad was, in fact, a booker, too. And I have to say it's one of the most um, – it's something that I, I'm sure many fans would uh, probably go like, wow, he's just like his dad. I even said to myself a long time ago that Cody was just like his dad, you know, a booker. And I'm like, hmm, I, I like that. So it, it kind of uh, – you know, it kind of was like, uh, how do I say this? Um, he wants to live up just like his dad. But that was one of the reasons why 
he lost his power with AEW as an EVP. And I don't blame Tony Khan for that, but uh, you got to remember, sometimes things like that, if you're an active wrestler, um, sometimes things may or may not go as planned because you may... Um, how do I say this? Um, you don't want to make things worse for others, you know, if you're a wrestler. That, that's one of the things that kind of makes me think, okay, maybe there is a problem. People can say that if guys like Cody and the rest, and the rest of the elite, they could abuse their power. And I understand that's the, the dilemma that they had to deal with. But, you know, who can blame them for feeling that way? So that's one of the many reasons. Now, recently there has been reports that, of course, um, Cody is on his way to WWE. Now, some of you probably say this to yourself. Why would he go back to that company after they refused to give him what he wanted? I agree with all of you. That's one of the things. If you guys been fully aware about Cody and his family, there have been a not more like like bit of an animosity between both sides of the group of the of the, of the whole thing with the Rhodes family and WWE. You know, and that kind of always plays out, you know? I mean, look, Dusty was a huge influence on many wrestlers. I mean, you can hear the stories they talk about like all the things, I mean, Sting talked about him, so did Nia Jax, and, and that kind of tells us Dusty Rhodes was a very influential person. And I don't know if that was a bit of a problem for, of course, Vince McMahon and the rest of WWE. But, however, we did hear from uh, reports that WWE has huge plans for Cody. Maybe they are going to give him what he wants. But, fortunately, this is the thing that it's been told. Brandy Rhodes also left AEW with him. But, uh, turns out that maybe WWE only has an interest in him, not Brandy. And... I probably think maybe some of you are saying, really? They have an interest in uh, Cody, but not Brandy? I'm like, I mean, it's like this. The couple that stays together always stays together. And I don't think that's going to happen in this kind of case. I don't know if they're trying to force her to become a mom, be a full-time mom. As you know, she wants to get back in the ring and all that. But I don't know. that that I don't know how this is going to play out. But Cody's been considering also maybe doing some retirement maybe retiring from the ring. I'm not sure. But that's probably one of the talks that's going to be taking place. I'm not sure. But hopefully we will see what happens then. Now, let's talk about the recent developments that took place within, um, during um, two things that took place within uh, events that led to uh, No Surrender and New Japan. As you guys know, there's been a shift change with the Bullet Club. This happened during No Surrender in Impact Wrestling. We had the Good Brothers, former members of the Bullet Club, the Machine Gun, Carl Anderson, and the Big LG, Doc Gallows, taking on Tamatanga Tangaloa, the G.O.D., the Gorillas of Destiny. At some point, Jay White turned on the G.O.D. It didn't make any sense. Now, that's when I started remembering Tamatanga wanted to get rid of Jay White. And I asked myself, would well, this was part of the plan to get rid of them? And that kind of plays out in a good way. But not only that, the Good Brothers have been demanding for the Bullet Club to tell them thank you. Because they think, because of us, you guys would not have bought yourselves a house. 
That's what they wanted. But the real question does remain, what does the other members of the Bullet Club think? Most specifically, guys like Hikuleo, uh, Balak Fale, and Chase Owens, uh, Kenta, El Fantasmo, Taiji Shimuri. What do they all think about what happened? Oh, yeah, and don't forget Ghetto and... Well, I don't know about Ghetto. He's still in the open question. And then there's Yado. Yado, this recently, this past on the uh, finale of the New Year's Golden Series in New Japan, approached Kevin Kelly asking him, what is going on? What am I hearing? So he doesn't know what's really happening. So it's basically, it's still unclear whether Yado has spoken to Tama about what just t transpired with this betrayal. He doesn't know. It's still unclear. I mean, if I was Hikuleo and Balak Fale, I would try to fight this off, you know, get rid of Jay White's before he decides to do things beyond the capabilities. So, but here's how it goes. Uh, there is also the thing with uh, Evil, who is the leader of the Japanese branch. So, basically, that's what's going on. So, we're, as you know, now we have two branches of Bullet Club. The Japanese, and then there's the Americanized. But, don't know what's going to happen with Tamatanga Tangaloa. But there's there's guys like Kelly, Kevin Kelly who sees something else in this. He says, what if the United Empire recruits uh, Tamatanga Tangaloa? I'm like, you know what? That is a very good uh, place to go. They probably would recruit them because they are, you know, the Tongans are good warriors. And I think that would fit into their parameter. Not to mention they could use a tag team into their mix you know that's it would make a lot more sense right there so we'll see what happens then now let's talk about the other thing that took place in no surrender as you know for a while since we saw the arrival of faith of honor no more they've been causing nothing but problems and we saw first uh the ogk mike bennett and matt taven pco and vincent along with maria canellas Making their way into the into the whole thing, and then here comes Kenny King. So Impact decided to set up a match where, okay, if Honor No More wins, they will stay with Impact Wrestling. But if they lose, you have to skedaddle, get the fuck out of our territory, and that kind of goes in that way. Now, however, because of what happened to Josh Alexander, they had to find a replacement. Steve Macklin uh, actually step up to the plate saying that he was willing to take the, the spot but there's the unanswered question is Macklin a team impact player he's not you see if you guys follow um of course Macklin he is not pretty much a team player at all but he does not appreciate guys like Ring of Honor stepping into the territory trying to claim this is their world you know what I mean and that kind of goes in 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 a, in a good explanation. But however, um, they try to ask Jonathan Gresham, saying if he wants to be in it, because they know that Gresham, in the other hand, he is very honorable. Honor is a thing, big thing for him, and of course, it plays out pretty well. However, um, you know, um, Gresham was attacked, and then this is where it gets interesting. The last Thursday before No Surrender, Ian Riccoboni from Ring of Honor, who was, or should I say, the, the former voice of Ring of Honor, said he had a little chat with Maria, and he asked her this question. 
did you guys had anything to do with Jonathan Gresham? She said, no, we even tried to recruit it. And Ian Riccoboni said, I believe her. And they're like, what? You really think so? Look, they would gloat about this, that they did it. And I believe them. So the real question is, who could have done it? And that's when the questions go, could have been Steve Macklin. You know what I mean? It would make sense it would be Steve Macklin. But I don't know. It was kind of the whole thing was still open air. I'm like, whoa, this is getting confusion. Like, who in the hell really did all that? Who attacked Jonathan Gresham? So it was still um, an unanswered question. Until we got to the pay-per-view, Eddie Edwards was attacked, and he was replaced by Willie Mack. So it's basically things were falling into shift form because we were. it was like the original lineup has already been set, you know? But, however, because of the shift changes that took place, it kind of went into south. Now, things would have gone Team Impact's way until the shocking development took place. Eddie Edwards turned his back on Impact. He did. He turned his back on them. He attacked with the with Kenny on uh on everyone on Team Impact, Macklin, Rhino, everyone, allowing for honor no more to of course pick up the victory. But the question does remain: Why, Eddie? Why did you turn your back on Impact? You said you were the heart and soul. You said you made this company what it is. And now it's like, what is going on here? Now, if you guys have been aware, Eddie, Eddie Edwards used to be Ring of Honor. But now it's like, what is going on here? But the real question does goes on. Was it he who attacked Ed, uh, Jonathan Gresham? That is a very honest question we need to understand. Did, they had anything, did he have anything to do with it? That is still the open question. If he did, it would make sense. But we won't know much of the information until this coming Thursday. I know this is going to tell a lot of fantastic stories on this. But right now, it's the most shocking development. I did not expect it, but we'll see where they're going to go. Now, the final thing I want to talk about is uh, the all-female Japanese faction known as Prominent. Uh, the ones who are getting involved themselves in hardcore death matches. Well, they just had their latest, um, how to say, event pre-launch that took place on the 18th of this month of February. Uh, they had about two interesting matches. The first one, it was, of course, special guest Miyaku Matsumoto, who they worked with in the first ever show with uh, Gake Funuji versus Prominence. Uh, she took on Mochi Miyagi. <laughs> it was, like, very funny. Now, she... Um, mo um, Miyako actually comes out singing and dancing, and then she got her ass beat by Mochi. She didn't want to hear that crap, and <laughs> there was some good moments. However, Mochi brought her little gun that has confetti in it, and she was, like, telling her, sit your ass down. So, basically, she was about to fire that gun onto um, Miyako, but, however, it did not turn out that way. She accidentally shot the referee in the groin. Yes. Realizing she made a mistake, she even attacked Miyako, but Mochi's Miyagi's uh, head landed on the ref's gro groin, and then they did power slams on the ref back and forth, resulting into the disqualification for both teams. Well, not a disqualification, more of a no contest. A friend of mine who watched this said to me, 
this should have been a double count. I was like, I agree, but the ref called it no contest. So basically, they, uh, both Miyako and Mochi did not like how the referee called it, but it is what it is. Now, the second match, we had a three-way. We have Zuzu Suzuki, Akane Fujita versus Mi uh, Risa Sarah. Now, <laughs> the opening of the match was so funny. You know the phrase, never bring a knife to a gunfight. Well, Zuzu Suzuki actually brought the knife. I mean, not literally. Not literally. I'm referring to... She had these things on her hand like brass knuckles, like the jingles, you know, they use for Christmas. While I look at Risa Sarah, she has a kendo stick with barbed wire. And Akane Fujita has a baseball bat that has tacks in it. I'm like, if you see the analogy, guys, a knife in a gunfight. So basically, you look at Risa Sarah and, of course, Akane Fujita. They have uh, sticks, pony objects, while <laughs> Zuzu had like a knife. And you understand the analogy, so it was so funny. I thought, what the hell, Zuzu? What? what? They, you see these two with, with sharp objects that like sticks. You have brass knuckles jingles? What is that? So I just laughed. And I just didn't know what to make of it. And then finally, the the match ended with, of course, Akane Fujita winning. I'm like, okay, it makes sense. But we ended up in a bonus track uh, match where we had like a four-way elimination. It ended with um, Mochi Miyagi winning. I have to say it was pretty good. I, I think I'm becoming now a big fan of Providence for what they do. I mean, their venues are show, their shows are very short, but it is what it is. I'm sure they're going to recruit more people, but uh, Miyako uh, Matsumoto... I remember how in during the first show they asked uh, Prominence asked her to join them and uh, Shinjiro Tagagi tossed her to them, but she didn't want to go because she didn't want to betray him. I mean, look it, to me, I look at Shinjiro like a father figure, like saying, "Go, M Miyako, spread your wings and fly. It's time for you to grow up," you know. And I think that's what he she should have done. But I'm sure we'll see her again at some point with doing collaborations with. Prominence and or maybe her show with Fuck Agaket Nufuji, but we'll see how that goes. I just, I just enjoyed. So uh, right now I'm gonna keep it short for everybody because I got other things I need to take care of, um, more wrestling I need to cover, but I will put out in more content soon enough. As soon as if things, I was unprepared because the whole thing was getting insane with the whole thing. But right now I'll see you guys on the next episode. So I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye and have a nice day. Bang!